You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. This is AfterBuzz TV for Season 7, Episode 9 of Desperate Housewives. Tonight's host is Roxy Stryer. Joining Roxy will be AfterBuzz co-hosts Sarah Stratton, Sharon May, and Phil Svitek. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Desperate Housewives news and gossip. We want to hear from you, too. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 347-855-8269. That's 347-855-8269. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, Roxy Stryer! Hey guys, we just finished watching an episode called Pleasant Little Kingdom. It was a very intense episode, so we wanted to talk about in our special segment today, Lost Love. And in case anybody missed any part of the show tonight, here's a little recap from Sarah, please. Well, this week it is revealed that Paul is trying to turn the lane into a transition home for convicts, which might just tear the neighbors apart. Gabby tries to keep Grace in her life, Bree's love life intensifies, and we get to see a little more into the marriage of Tom and Lynette. Perfect. I want to start right there with Tom and Lynette. All right, we have a curveball now. You know, before tonight's episode, we sensed that Renee was into Tom a little bit in the past, but we didn't know to what extent. And tonight we see that she looks at him as almost like a god that got slipped away from her. She's never had this feeling before. She's never been with that. I mean, first of all, I just want to know, do we think this is real, or do we think she just doesn't know the feeling of love, and she just thinks that this is what it's like, or do you really think she's regretting her past right now? I think it's really, really real. I think she feels that this was that first great somebody, mm-hmm. and she measures everyone up against him, and nobody just measures up, and she's been with other men all her life long, and now she's a recent divorcee, and I just think he's that first special someone that she keeps coming back to. Mm-hmm. Do you think she was thinking about him throughout the years? Do you think as she was going on, or just now, she's looking back in her life, and she's realizing, oh, oh my gosh, I'm alone, and here is this guy, I could have had him. Oh, wow, that's good. You um, know? I, I definitely think I think it's something that's coming up now, because just looking back at the other episodes, when um, her ex-husband came into the picture, she was swooning over him at points. Right. Just like, and like... Back then, I never got the vibe that there was something between her and Tom. It really happened once she didn't have anyone, but she was looking for someone to flirt with her. Mm -hmm. But she did move all the way back to Risteria Lane. I mean, what was the motivation? It couldn't have just been the divorce. Those are the two things that are pulling me in opposite directions right now. And that's why I asked the question, because on, on the one hand, it's like, I don't really know how much I believe that she's had these feelings the whole time. Come on, she had this major league baseball player husband who she was completely obsessed with but on the other hand she did pick up and move back here and is saying she's had these feelings for him for quite some time but the bigger issue now is that 
when she was hammered, which happens to all of us sometimes. Mm, it is she, the true she, serum. She, she let something slip. And of all people to know, Susan's been keeping a lot of secrets recently. This is just like another thing for Susan. I, I don't know. And she has to be with Lynette. She works for her. Yeah. She's in that fa- household. Like. All right. So if you were Susan, what do you do now? You finally get to be on this level with Renee that Renee's trusting you understanding you a little bit more not being as bitchy to you and now you just go tattletale on her like what do you do I think that you have to confront Renee about it and say that you know or something you well can't... is Renee gonna remember tomorrow or uh, no nope. no way okay no. so she should confront her anyway she shouldn't just brush it under the rug no, because if she's having these feelings, it's obviously something's going to happen. If she did move back, and this is her reasoning, like, Susan has to be worried about it. I would, I think she should confront Renee about it. I mean, what do you do as a good girlfriend, too? I mean, you, you can't be the one to drop that bomb I know. also on Lynette. The thing is, you know, you know pe- people always it's, don't shoot the messenger. Lynette would never forgive Susan or Renee, you know, and it's not right. Susan's fault. So what do you and, do? And the thing is, the thing is, you have to be really careful with this because if if Renee isn't going to remember no matter what, it's almost like she never told Susan. Susan could be completely play ignorant, you know, if in case it ever came out. Susan could kind of be like, oh my God, that's horrible. Pretend she never found out on the one hand. But then, obviously, that's... It's horrible to your friend. And the other part of me is saying, you know what? It's her obligation. Susan's been friends with Lynette for way longer, through way more serious things. But we all know Lynette gets very, very intense and very carried away. And Susan knows this about her. But then Susan also has to consider the fact that we know Renee. Renee's not just going to sit there. She's a very gung-ho woman. Mm-hmm. Like, well, she, she has been sitting there for years, though. For all Susan knows, Renee could never make a move. But I, they just had this conversation where she says, like, while they were both more sober, that she should hold on to this dream of this person, and mm-hmm. Renee accepts that. Renee looks happy about this advice. She is going to sit there and wait and look. And you can't just sit there and wait and not do anything if she's not going to go after anyone else. Okay, okay. I have, a, I have a question for you in the booth over here, Phil. Sure, sure. From a guy's perspective, which girl is more appealing in general? It not Just pretend that you weren't married. Mm-hmm. You see these two girls. You see Lynette. You see Renee. Who's more appealing? Well, I think, I mean, uh, Renee is definitely the, the more fun one, um, if you're sort of going for that. Um, but if you're looking for a long term partnership i would go with lynette okay so now think about all the factors involved Mm -hmm. and think about the fact that tom feels completely emasculated by lynette and had this thing with renee and is obviously sexually attracted to her but he has a wife and kids if renee went after if she pursued tom Mm -hmm. and uh, or you say you're in this position (laughs) do you shut her down or do you kind of go with it? Go, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I mean, you'd have to... I, I think Tom knows he should be faithful. And he does, I believe, want to be faithful. You know, uh, it's one of those things like, yeah, yeah Renee said it. It was, it was 20 years ago. Um, and but it just when exactly to... was the indiscretion? 
were the, were Lynette Lynette and Tom were together, right? Yeah, I think I think it was a break, maybe. Because I don't think it said that he specifically cheated on her. I think it was that they weren't... Mm, I don't know. See, Either way, it doesn't... I want to know. Yeah, but it doesn't really make a difference because they're best friends. They were college roommates. Whether Regardless, it, it hurts. Yeah, so exactly. No matter... That, it cuts so deep. There are so many guys out there that I just don't... I've never understood that appeal of going after your best friend's guy or your sister's guy or your roommate's guy. Like... How many boys are there? I know, I know, it's so typical. There are other fish in the sea, but come on, man. Like, especially your roommate, you're living with her, so what if she found out? I mean, that's horrible. Do you guys have roommates right now? Yeah, but I live with dudes. Wow, lucky. <laughs> well, no, I love my roommate, but lucky, because then you don't have the drama. I had I crazy drama in undergrad with girl roommates, so I'm much better <laughs> off living with, with men. <laughs> okay, my roommate has a boyfriend, and they fight all the time. Sometimes they're together. Sometimes they're broken up. That's kind of the way people do things when they're in college, which is how old they, Lynette and Tom and, and Renee, Renee, they were mm-hmm, back then. Mm-hmm. That's what happens in college. You fight with your boyfriend. You break up with him. You get back together. Just because she's on a break with him doesn't mean I'm going to... He is not sleep. fair game. Yeah, he is not. Especially <laughs> when you are the BFF. I don't think so. Hands off. You don't even have to be the BFF. A friend. Just a friend. It's not worth it. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Chicks before dicks all the time, right? I just like, <laughs> I just think it's better to avoid all the drama. Like, there's going to be drama when you get involved. But um, what I was also going to say is that Renee, oh, I totally just lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we should shoot it back to Phil because I totally cut him off. And what are we talking about? No, because he, he's trying to he's trying to say that he would not go for Renee. But I'm looking at his face right now, and I'm seeing this little smile going on. No, he's a good guy, right? And I, think, <laughs> I think Tom is a really good guy. I don't think that he will do, um, you know, what you guys are sort of insinuating. That's I, where my there we... thought came from. I know how it thinks. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Will he be tempted? Yes. Will it, He will... And it will pain him ever so to, um, you know, to, to not do it. But at the same time, he won't. And I don't think he won't either. Because, I mean, you saw in this episode that they really do have this love for each other. And as much as there's battles in their relationship and they always have these, like, fights that pull them apart. Underneath it all, they always seem to re- find these moments where you see true love in them. Like, Especially in tonight's episode, we haven't even gotten to that where she's lying there and and he's yelling at her and or she's standing up at this point and he's yelling at her and he's saying come on now like why don't you ever brag about me why does everybody look at me like this and and say that it's i'm so lame and whatever and she sits there and she's like because you're perfect and everybody knows but on that note i think we have a caller uh she, we, we do indeed i believe this is uh roxy's mother my mommy hey hey can you hear me? Oh, we can hear you. Hi. Great. Have you been listening? Hi. Do, do we have an opinion I'm on the Tom situation? I loved last night, this, and I wanted to say, what about, how would you think it would work if Susan approached Tom? And, mm. and said that she knew, and said she knew, or threatened him to tell, or approached and said what? How does she go about this? Not a, not a threat, but... Maybe a friendly gesture to let him know that, you know, through her drunken 
night with Renee that she got this information, and then maybe Tom could be the one to confess, and then it would be okay rather than you know, her Ma- finding out. <laughs> Mommy, you always know best. I think that is what, in the real world, what we would hope would happen. I mean, if I was Susan... Hopefully, that's what I would think of. I would I would call you mom and say, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. This drunken idiot told me about her life and what should I do with myself. And you would tell me that, and I would go approach Tom. But this is television, and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. So as far as predictions go, which we can talk about more later, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I think that's smart. And I do think that if Susan did go up to Tom and say that, I think Tom would be, do the honorable thing. And I think he would come up and come clean about it. And if Lynette heard it from Tom, I think it would be a lot less hurtful than if she heard it from Susan, for sure. I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Your husband or your best friend? Husband. Definitely. And I definitely agree with Roxy. I think those are some real words of wisdom that you're giving the television show. <laughs> I know. Mommy should well, and start writing. I've also been married for 23 years It's today. your anniversary today. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Happy anniversary. Good one. Thanks, Mom. I think the truth is always, you know, pretty much your best bet in trying to keep a long-term relationship. And I do think... What you guys have said has been true, that they do have a solid relationship, a solid foundation. They love each other. They admire admire each other. And they definitely, of all of them, should have the best marriage and Mm -hmm. should stay together. Right. No, I I agree. Okay, so somebody who is married, uh, I need a little opinion here on this. Does it happen in a relationship, in a married couple, where on your street or your group of friends or whatever, people talk about it and feel like one is better than the other person. Do you ever feel that way, or has it ever come up before? Like how Lynette feels like Tom is better than she is, and vice versa. Definitely. I definitely think that sometimes um, people look at couples and say, wow, uh, she really married beneath herself, or just about anything, whether it's looks or whatever sometimes people but it doesn't matter what people think about how you're matched just how you perceive your own relationship that is what i think is important but i definitely think you know that outsiders will always view a relationship the way they view it and you never know what goes on behind closed doors mm-hmm. that is true you know we're all kind of sitting here with little smiles on our face like oh she is so right <laughs> everyone's kind of <laughs> nodding their heads <laughs> good work mom well I-, I will talk to you later have a great rest of your anniversary that's what i wanted to say to you love you great job <laughs> Bye, Bye. Mom. Have a good night. Thanks for calling in. Okay, moving on because I think we are uh, good with Tom, Lynette, Renee, Susan situation to an even stranger situation with Keith and Richard and Bree and and that random blonde girl who called herself Poor guy. All he wants to do (laughs) is propose. (laughs) Something that women want us to do for so long and he's trying so hard and... uh, I mean, guy can't catch a break. Not only that, when he finally somehow, I mean, he get, he even gets yelled at for uh, oh, what the tiny ring what and all the, this stuff. He, he just gets kicked in the nuts. I've never seen you so passionate about any show that we've done so far. Wow, that was a big one for you. Big 
big movement for He's you. been waiting for this point. <laughs> See, I feel special because I'm hosting from the uh, the engineer's booth because Corey's sick tonight, and so I have a godlike voice, and I needed to express that opinion. That is true. <laughs> You're looking very godlike in there right now. Of course. Do, do you have fantasies about how you'll propose to your special someone someday? Ooh. I'm, I'm going to go to the strip club when I get enough money. And I can afford a ring, and I'm going to walk in there and get on one knee and propose to the first stripper I meet. (laughs) You know what? That sounds like a good plan. I think it would work out better for you than it did for Keith. Seriously. (laughs) You'd probably get somebody to say yes quicker. I mean, this poor guy. You're so right. It's like we always, girls, always bitch about this. Oh, my God. I've been in a relationship forever. Is he ever going to marry me? Sorry, Mom, if you're still listening. You know what? My mom had to threaten my dad to marry her. She said to him, he was like, I'm never getting married. I'm never getting married. And she one day said to him, okay, marry me or I'm leaving. And here they are 23 years yeah, later. Yeah, 23 years later. But you With know what Roxy I mean? on the mic. <laughs> you get to a point where you're like, Okay, come on, man. Like, Make I, it or break it. I've never reached that point because I'm 19 years old, and thank God I've never felt that way about a guy that if he didn't propose to me that second, I was going to leave. But I am. I, I do have older friends who have been in a relationship for a really long time, and I actually had um, my uncle's best friend. They were together for 17 years, and he just proposed this <gasps> no year. No way. He just proposed, and you know what? Everybody was so excited for them, but it's like now when people ask, Oh, this is your anniversary? How long have you been married? Oh, for a year. People are like, oh, they're newlyweds. No, they've been living together for 17 years. Like, that's not newlyweds. That, that's different. That's, like, you know every part of each other. Anyway, though. Can I just share a really hilarious story Go. about when I was around 19 and I thought my boyfriend was proposing to me? Oh, no. How yeah, it, it's really funny in retrospect. Uh, my boyfriend called me out one night. How, how long were you guys dating? At that point, we were together for like two, three years. Okay. And I thought he was the one. He was my first love. The guy I always come back to. So I guess he's my top, right? Yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk more about that in <laughs> yes, that. Yes, later, segment. later. <laughs> and um, I'm in my bathrobe, and I thought he was just going to give me a goodnight kiss. And he pulls out a ring box. <gasps> I know, seriously, right? So I jumped into his lap, and I started kissing him and saying, Oh, my God, I love you. Yes, 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 I do. Let's run away. Let's get married. Let's be crazy. Earrings. Tell me. No, it is a ring. Oh. But I, I stunned him into silence. And he goes, babe, I am so sorry. He was like, I love you, but it's not that kind of ring just yet. Oh, my God. It's an I love you ring. And I started bawling because I was so embarrassed because <laughs> I just automatically assumed that Wait, he was asking you, me to marry are him. Are still together? No, we're not. It's a good thing that it wasn't. It's a good thing you didn't say yes. But we'll, we'll talk more about that one later. That's crazy. Okay, well, I, I want to talk about the relationship between Richard and Brie. What is going on here? Does Richard really like Brie? He is Can a he creeper. Back- off. I, I don't. He needs to get out. It's like, how can you do that to your son? I feel like he's the kind of guy, he's the kind of dad who always wants what his son has. He's sort com- of thing. he's competing with his son. Yeah, and what is that? Like, I kind of looked at them tonight, and I was like, you know what? Keith's a really good looking guy, but Richard's a really good looking guy too, who could get himself a really good looking woman that doesn't have to be his son's girlfriend. Like, it's it's not like this guy is complete. It's not like he's been single for a while. First of all. He's just been separated, so he's back on the market. You'd think he'd want to do some searching. Like you said, there are plenty of other fish in the sea. Why her? Why Bree? Why your roommate? Why your best friend? Why your son's girlfriend? 
I mean, is that one to be added so to the list? So inappropriate. I, I know. I, I don't understand it at all. And you know what? I think Bree has handled it very gracefully. She, I mean, he hinted at it multiple times, and she never said anything yet. But I think it's at the point now where she kind of has to say something. To Keith, maybe? If this was you guys, if you guys were Bree, and your boyfriend, your serious boyfriend's father, was really, really flirting with you... Do you say something? Do you say something to the dad? Do you say something to your boyfriend? What do I, you do? I think I'd want to handle it with the father first okay. before before talking to Keith about it. I mm. think I think she has more to handle with Keith first. Like I think it was the right move for her to leave the room during this episode, like when he started like making comments and she just got up and left and I thought that was good. But right now she has a boyfriend who wants to be her fiance and it just got ruined. I feel like it's more important to deal with him and then, like, get all, get that relationship. Get her ducks in a row is what you're yeah. saying. Get okay. that relationship firm and steady and then deal with, like, this thing that could rock it up again. Okay, and I hate to say it, though, but as much as we think it's creepy and weird what he was saying, is he wrong? Was he completely wrong about his son? He says that his son jumps into everything very quickly. And that he doesn't really picture Bree with somebody like his son. Yes, it was completely out of line for him to say that. He's sabotaging his son. Yeah, he is. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't have... I'm not saying he should have said it. He should not have said it. But is he wrong? Were the things he said fact or fiction? Well, I think this whole their whole relationship is based off the fact that they're opposites. So, I mean, maybe he wouldn't picture them together, but does that mean it's wrong or that they wouldn't have a good relationship? I don't think so. I think you can have a great relationship even if people don't see you together. It's really, it really goes back to what your mom said. Like, it really only matters how the people in the relationship feel. And we've seen that Bree and Keith really do care about each other, and they care about their differences and know that they're not what would be an ideal match, but they work in their own eyes. Yeah, but you know what? We saw earlier this season that Bree can no longer get pregnant. That's a big deal. Not only that, she specifically says she doesn't want kids when he suggests that they could adopt. That's a... That's a deal breaker. That, yeah. At least for me, I yeah. know. I mean, if, if you are somebody who's wanted kids your whole life, and that is your number one thing, you cannot be with you somebody. You can't compromise on those things, yeah. I don't think. Exactly. Even if you love somebody, which is possible. You know... I know it sounds so stupid and I'm so young, but I, I had a very serious boyfriend that this kind of stuff came up and I've never wanted kids. I don't want kids. It It's important to me that I don't have kids. I don't want them. And who knows, maybe I'll change my mind about that in the future, mm-hmm. but maybe I won't. And he's always wanted kids. And if we get to that age where you're thinking about actually settling down with somebody, that's a problem. You know, that's not just something that's like, oh, I want to live in Beverly Hills. No, I want to live in Bel Air. You know, like, it, those things can be fixed. And so I, I think that in the long run, do I see this couple together? I, I don't know. And when Richard asked, you know, what would you have said if my son proposed, she paused. What do you think she would have said? If everything had gone as planned, what she, what would she have said? Knowing Brie, I think she would have been like, well, let's think about it. And then she'd probably be like, we need to talk about this. And I think she wouldn't give him a straight answer. I think she wanted to wait it out. 
but it is so sudden. They've been dating for only so long. Mm-hmm. But I think she should pause when, like, his father asks because it's rude to tell someone else your That's answer true before too. you tell That's the person true. who asked you. That's like, very I true. If I was jumping out of my socks to say yes, I still wouldn't say anything. I'd be like, I want them to hear it first. I don't want you to hear it first. This person who's hitting on me and obviously doesn't want this to work. Right. But there's still hesitation. You know? Definitely. Oh, definitely. And with that hesitation, never should come a yes. Should come a let's talk about this Mm -hmm. or a no. And here's why. But, you know, he also does bring about another good point that he was saying. He was looking really upset on the couch. And Brie kind of is talking to him for a minute. And he says, you know what, I've been separated for a really long time. But this the divorce thing hit me like a ton of bricks or says something like that. What what is the difference between being completely separated and being divorced? I hadn't really thought about it much before this episode. And I was thinking about it. There's a big difference. Like, separation is something that you look at and you're like, maybe, maybe this can work. Maybe not. I don't think so. But I'm still kind of hoping. Divorce is like, we're done. I mean, the papers say it's final. Right. The papers say it's final. So I was thinking about, all right, maybe we should cut this guy a little break. He is going through a really rough time. Maybe he's just looking for attention. Maybe he's not flirting. And Brie is really nice. Yeah, and Brie is really nice, and you know. Maybe thoughtful. he's not actually, maybe he wouldn't actually go through with it. But maybe he's just at this point in his life where he wants to see if he really, really wanted her, could he maybe have her? Could he have a beautiful, intelligent woman that would usually go for younger men or seemingly would, you know? And, and so, I, I don't know, like, is he completely an asshole Maybe not. Or is maybe. he just trying to... Or maybe. I think maybe, but I guess he could just be trying to, I guess, boost his ego in a way and make himself feel better. Right, but I guess we'll just see in weeks to come because for now it seems like the couple is sticking together. Um, but I want to talk more about Gabby and Grace and Carmen and Carlos and Juanita and blah, 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 the whole deal right now. You know what? Gabby, at first, I was sitting there like, oh my God, what a bitch how could she call how could she call immigration on her own daughter's mother like were, were you guys not in shock at that moment i mean Absolutely. she sounds pretty she was low selfishly before, motivated but, yeah holy crap but she really redeemed herself but she really did redeem herself and i wonder if that's ever going to come out that she was the one who called because that would not look good on her part you know and, and when carlos hugs her and was like you really did a brave thing and she's like you know me, always giving to other people. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, Gabby, we do know you, and that's why we know that you would be up to something like this. And I, I'm kind of... And it blew up in her face. I know. I, but you know what? This is what, I, this is what I have to say about it. I'm very relieved that Carmen and Grace are gone. And here's why. We spent so many seasons on getting Gabby to be a better person. Gabby was really getting to this level where she was a good mom and a good person with a good heart. And then this whole Grace Carmen situation happens, and it's like she 180'd, you know? I didn't recognize her anymore. And I miss the good Gabby. I didn't want the obnoxious Gabby who chipped a nail and cried for days and thought that her looks were more important than anything else in the entire world and didn't want to homeschool Juanita and and paid people to do all her stuff. Like, I didn't want that anymore. And I feel like it, it's really upsetting that Grace and Carmen could bring that side back out in her. Yeah, yeah, but you don't think this is going to make her stronger? I mean, obviously, like, there's ups and downs in life in general. And uh, don't you think now, with this whole journey that she's sort of gone through, 
throughout these episodes that you know now she's ready to be a bad mo- be a good mother i mean that's what led her to call immigration in the first place was uh because uh carmen called her out on being a bad mother that is true and i don't think that was right for carmen to say in general i thought that was really bad but carmen was in a really rough position and carmen knew that if gabby really wanted to gabby could take grace you know like that was probably what was the number one thing on Carmen's mind. So, yeah, I get what you're saying. It could make her stronger. And I don't know if Grace and Carmen are really gone. I don't know how long they're gone for, if they are gone. But I, I do know that I didn't like who Gabby was being around them. But another point that I wanted to bring up is why just is Carlos so heartless about the situation? Like, he, he doesn't seem to care about Grace at all. I feel like... I was really struggling that in the episode, especially when at the very end when you see them parting, Grace and Gabby's just holding on to her, and Carlos is just standing there. I mean, uh, did he say goodbye? Like, no. But then I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, could he? Like, could they both, could, like, both of them be so, like, attached? Like, that they need someone to be, like, strong grounded. and grounded. Like, I think deep down, like, Carlos obviously has to care because it's his daughter, but they can't both be going crazy over this mm-hmm. or we would never they yeah, would be how much crazier would gabby be if carlos was even remotely to that level that's true and also how much crazier would it be if grace knew like we see at the end gabby's holding grace's face and grace is like mrs solis what are you doing and i forgot in that moment that grace has no idea mm-hmm. i almost thought she was gonna spill the beans yeah yeah, I, I, and I almost kind of wanted her to do for that second because it's like this poor girl doesn't even realize she's saying goodbye to her her biological mother. I don't. Do you guys think that was the right thing for them to do for them not to tell the kids? I just wouldn't be able to do this if I was in this situation. As if I was like thought that my biological daughter was going to be taken all over the country and was could lose her parents at any time. Like I would not be able to like go. I would, what would you have, have to do something. Like, I would have to get, like, it may sound horrible, but I would have to have her stay with me because what if, like, how bad could her life get? Yeah. If her parents don't have jobs. What, like, what you're right. Her life can be is threatened. She, like, it's, it's trying to cross. Are they going to cross the border back? Or yeah. is dad going to cross the border back, they're saying? I mean. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I disagree, though, but just playing the other side here for a second. How much is this actually her daughter? Because if you think about it that way. Then if if you're gonna make Grace stay with uh, if you're gonna make Grace stay with Gabby and Carlos, should Juanita be going with Carmen? Would you be willing to let your not biological daughter go in order to keep your biological daughter? Maybe it's me being selfish, but I couldn't let go of either of them. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's it's not a thing about it's about endangerment and like especially the, you know because you can take care of them. Yes, and you you can give them all this opportunity in this life and like. It's not just like, oh, pretty new bike. It could be food. It could be shelter. Like, if people are... Basic necessities. Jobs, like, yeah. These are things you need. I wouldn't let someone take someone away. An education. Like, part of my family. Take them away from me if they couldn't give them things that people need. Not that people want, but that people need. Right. Uh, I think I'm on the same page as you. And speaking of really cruel things, Paul Young. Okay. The man with a plan. The man with the plan. How much of this is his fault? How much of this is his lawyer's fault? 
uh, I mean, the these realtor, realtor, real estate realtor, broker. Realtor, bro- how much is it? Like, I don't. Everyone is complicit in this. And how much Mm-mm. money did he get for his settlement? Jesus Christ! How Seriously, do you buy in order to buy seven, seven houses? I know nice we're in a recession, but my God, it's crazy! And that was really scary at the beginning of the episode, where he's sitting talking to this elderly man, and he's like, "Trust me, you're gonna want to get off this street." Does he have more up his sleeve besides bringing convicts here? Or is this just going to be huge? Well, the thing is, if he does get convicts there, people aren't going to be able to move off the street. Like, because if there's convicts living all around and you want to sell your house because you don't want to live there, who's going to buy from you? You know what I would do if I were Carlos, because he seems to be the most wealthy, the woman who was kind of wait, like, couldn't decide at the meeting whether she should talk to him or not, you know? Mitzi. Mitzi. Mm-hmm. If I were Carlos, I'd be like, listen, Mitzi. I will give you, as I will match the amount of money he will give you. Or even pitch in as a community, maybe. Like, like they might not have the money Carlos has, but they all have some money, some, most of them. They could chip in together to keep their community together. Freaking scary. Like, if some nut job came onto my street, bought seven houses, first of all, that's weird. That's a weird sign. Realtors are so stupid. And then I knew he hated me. It's like, this whole fiasco, do we think somebody's going to sell? That could be a prediction for next week. I know. We, we're going to have to talk about that later. As, as you're about to tell me, are you going to say save it? Save it for predictions? No, I, I was going to say, well, we, we, not even predictions. We got hints of it, you know, obviously. Even, even Susan had the look of like, geez, you're right, you know. And especially she loves Tom. She didn't want him going away to Alaska. Mike. That's it. Yeah. Ooh, Freudian slip. Everyone wants Tom, right? He's the perfect husband. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, she's missing her husband. She wants him back. She didn't want him to leave in the first place. And, and, you know, Paul, what Paul said made a lot of sense. And uh, He's offering a solution. I mean, we can't deny Paul is a smart guy. Like, to go through all of this. Cunning and clever. Mm Mm-hmm. It was also weird. I didn't understand quite what the numbers. They were like, there are 14 of us. And he was like, yeah, but I have eight. He has seven because he bought out seven homes. So there weren't 14 of them left. There were 14 of them to begin with. And then he bought seven. Mm-hmm. And, but he so one majority. will tip the scale. Majority. All right. Now, now I'm totally with mm-hmm. you. You know what? I don't think there's much more we can say on the Paul Young matter because... We're going to have to wait. Only time will tell, right? I know. So that that brings us to our special segment, Lost Love. This is what something I would like to say. Is there such thing, and I, I want a yes or no answer from all of you, is there such thing as the one? Do we think that each of us has one person on this planet <laughs> that is the one? No. <laughs> no. That's no. a no. That's a no. no I think we have many someones. Many ones? Yes. I think you have many ones. I mean, just my reasoning is that you see people who get married and are so happy, and then something happens and they'll lose that person. Like, tragic ha- accidents happen all the time. Like, are you going to tell me that that person can never be happy again? Or, like, they have to have multiple people. Like, people can be happy with other people. Because bad things happen. And then if you're going to say, oh, well, maybe that person wasn't the one, and the next person they find is the one, I feel like mm-hmm. that dishonors the love of the first one. That there's love, obviously, there. 
Okay, and, and love can be different. You can have different needs at different times in your life. Okay, Phil, yes or no? Uh, I, I, I don't believe that uh, everyone has a love, um, but I believe that, the, you know, a person can have the one, mm. if that makes sense. So not everybody has a one, but some people have a one? Or yes, the I mean, one? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, uh, you know, we all have sort of different passions in life, and... Uh, so if I don't have a one, what's going to happen to me? Well, no. I You're mean, screwed. So, so then you'll be like, Renee, living out your life all alone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, some people get absorbed in other things, you know, like, uh, you know, whether it's like whatever, photography, writing, whatever. You know, scientists get, you know, the old Albert Einstein thing where you just get absorbed in doing that. Okay, so, I get what you're saying. So, you know what I mean? Not everyone is sort of meant to have the one, but there are people out there. So not if you want a one, not is what you're saying. Not everybody's <laughs> ultimate destination should be to end up with the one. Some people, it's more important, their career or a life choice. Yes. Very interesting. Yes. Very interesting. And, and for some people, that is having kids. And for some people, that is being a singer, whatever it is. So I, I get what you're saying there. And my answer also or not also, we've got mixed answers, but my answer is no. There is not the one. I think that there are great matches for people everywhere. You know, are you going to tell me that there is one person and that person could live in China and I would never ever, and I've never been there and they never come here and I never meet them so I never find the one? Like, it's impossible. I think that there are many ones. And depending on what you need, different people fulfill that. But we see, the reason we decided to talk about this... Well, we have not all answered. Well, you said. Oh, she I did. She, <laughs> she, she answered all. She answered. She said no. You know, but I there are many someones. Many someones. I think, I think oh, someone. we saw There we go. You and looked at me like, like I had murdered somebody. <laughs> I was like, what? What, what did I miss? <laughs> What's going on? What's so monumental here? I'm sorry. I thought we'd skipped over one. The reason <laughs> That's we, decided, so we decided to talk about this for a couple reasons. Because, first of all, with the Tom, Lynette, Renee situation, Renette seems... Renee's, <laughs> Renette. Oh. Renee, Renee seems to think that Tom was the one. Now, Lynette knows Tom was the one, and Tom knows Lynette was the one, or does Tom think Renee could have been the one? Do we, do we if know? If he did, then he would have pursued Renee, But maybe he think? thought he never could have Renee. Hmm. I don't know about that one. And Susan and Mike, they're, they're each other's one. And are Bree and Keith each other's one? I think, well, this goes back to our discussion before... They could um, be. That they could be, but there's some major blocks there that if those don't get changed, they'll have a horrible relationship. And Paul Young's one potential well, was Martha, but or Mary, no, 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 what was her name? Mary Allen, Mary Sue, Mary Beth, whatever her <laughs> name was. It where where was Beth this episode, by the way? Gone. I don't know. I didn't know. We'll see her. You know. But I think for me, it can. Oh, you sound like God right now. Do I? What happened in there? I don't know. Echo, echo. Um, what, I mean, uh, we talked. We might have talked about this uh, a couple of weeks on the show here. Uh, Roxy was telling us about the website Like a Little. And I think we should call make <laughs> a website called uh, theone.com. And Like a Little is when you see someone 
that you might like a little, <laughs> you post it online, and hopefully they'll see hopefully it. Hopefully they like you a little too, and they see it, and yes. you know. Where, whereas I think I like my concept of the one. So oh, what okay. is the difference between the one and matchmaker.com? <laughs> oh, matchmaker, they just pair you up on uh, 23 character traits, and you know, you're a perfect match that way, whereas the one... You know, we'll randomly select the one for you. Oh, and and they select it, and you just take their word. Oh my God, it's the one. Exactly. We're Wouldn't life be great? Chinese boy for you. Life, <laughs> life would be so great. So, do do any of us feel like we have found the one at some point, or a one, or one, or someone? Like I said, that that first boyfriend is the person I match everybody up against, and nobody has measured up. Nobody can compare. No, I've dated douchebag after douchebag after douchebag after douchebag. So will you ever go back to that that one? You know what? I recently um, saw him, and I said, let's grow old together. Let's just be old and gray and have our kids and our dogs like we said we would when we were little kids, and... He was silent, and he said, um, I'm actually moving to New York soon, which broke my heart and shattered all my fantasies of living out my life with my first love. Had you not, had you not seen him for a long time? Yeah. Oh, my God. He's tried to stay away from me. <laughs> I finagled my way back into his life. Well, my, my supposed one, maybe one, could be one, oh, my gosh, one, I'm not sure one. <laughs> Is joining the Navy. Um, so I'm right there with you in far distances and don't know what's going to happen. Not to say that love can't prevail overseas, but yeah, I just know that for me, I know distance does not make the heart grow fonder. Not, especially not, not at this age. I'm in college and the one is, the if they're the one, the one can wait. The one can come back. My but, view is if there's one, not to think about the one because it just is not fair to every other relationship you're going to have. Mm. And I say, if you like uh, Sharon or Roxy, go to likelittle.com <laughs> and find maybe the one. Oh, oh my gosh. And uh, on that note, let's see if anybody else has any loves this week with our news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. Catherine Joustin, who plays Karen McCluskey, will guest star on The Bold and the Beautiful. She will play herself in a story arc that centers on lung cancer. The episode tapes December 17th. Eva Longoria appears to be moving forward with her life despite the marital drama with Tony Parker. She hit up Hollywood's Chateau Marmont with friends and appeared to have a good time. She better have. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I've, I was actually there recently, and what if I had been there the same night? I would have... I would have died. Oh my god, she's so beautiful. <laughs> I don't know, understand how anyone could ever cheat on that woman. She's gorgeous and amazing. Oh my gosh, I, I completely agree. You know, I was sitting with my mom when we found out that happened, and she looked at me and she was like, Are all men just complete jerks? Like, who would do this to her? She's just the best. I feel I like. Mean, if she can't keep a man, we're all oh, blind. I'm doomed. Never find the one. John Mayer has reportedly revealed his intention to romance Eva Longoria following her split with Tony Parker. Quote, John is crazy about Eva. Please End quote no. said a source. Please no, please no. Why? Are bag. you in love with him? No, he's a douchebag. She can't have another one. Oh. He's horrible. No no more body wonderlands? He's <laughs> I've met him. He's horrible. No way. Yes. 
I saw him like diss fans, and I know people who worked with him. Yeah. I, the rumors are true. I just cannot put oh, them together. Oh, that's too bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, looks like John isn't the only one with the uh, with his eye on Eva. Dane Cook tweeted, I want to take Eva Longoria to dinner. That is so cute. Oh, my God. I love Dane Cook. I've got way too much competition on this matter. <laughs> I, might, I, can't, I, may, I might have to pull out of the ring. You might if, have to give up. If she's your one, you might be screwed, are you saying? Yes. However, it looks like Eva isn't looking for love as she threw herself back into her work. Her production company, Unbelievable, has signed deals with three new TV series. One is called Sendera, about a wealthy family from Mexico, and another from Texas, which are locked in a power struggle. Another is a historical series about the Aztecs. Wait, hold on. Mexico and Texas? Is this like Desperate Housewives spinoff going on here? Isn't that where, uh, isn't that where Grace and Carmen are going? That's where they're headed. All right. Vanessa Williams, who plays Renee, has assured fans that Eva is recovering well. Quote, we just spent the whole day shooting on Tuesday, and you know, she's doing really well. She thanks you for all your prayers. She's a survivor, and she's a beautiful, talented, wonderful woman, and she will find someone else when she's ready. She's going to be fine. We love her. End quote. I think she's right. I mean, Eva is an amazing person, and I hope that one day she finds a great guy because she's... I feel like what everyone would want. I mean, come on. She could find any... Did did we see Renee on tonight's episode turn over and say, do you think I'm attractive? Do you want to take me on a date? Eva could do that to any single guy, any age, anywhere, and he would say yes and yes. Absolutely. Eva could throw a rock into the engineer's booth and she'd find a guy. I'm sure she has many, many someones for her. Vanessa Williams' daughter won a swimming competition on December 3rd. Her daughter is 10 years old. Talent runs in the family. Just different types of talent. Vanessa Williams insisted that she has not become addicted to Botox. I think that it's a beauty tool that can help you make look refreshed and relaxed. Quote, I use it as an aid and it's not something that I would get hooked on. End quote. Oh, who, who is who addict oh my gosh can i speak right now who that is addicted to botox what person that's addicted to botox says oh yes you're right i'm addicted to botox can we just all look old and stop doing plastic age gracefully it makes everybody look older that's not doing it it's pathetic and you know what i just was reading somewhere the other day that for our generation our life expectancy is 120 years old because of modern science yeah what am i gonna be 111 years old and having people stick needles in my face like let me die in peace exactly Mm -hmm. i know someone who's 19 who's already had botox (gasps) stop why I don't, I don't it's called cream. night cream. <laughs> no, Botox. <laughs> For real. Because we live in Hollywood, that's why. OMG. Spoiler alert, Valerie Harper has been cast as Susan's boozy Aunt Claire. Hmm. Another spoiler alert. The show will also welcome Leslie Ann Warren next year. The actress will make her return to the show as Susan's mother. Lots of Susan going So if Susan's mother's coming back, are we not going to see Mike coming back for some time? No way. Not once, not never. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> Brian Austin Green, who plays Bree's boyfie, maybe soon to be hubby, will guest star in Lifetime's new online series called Sweet Seven. Shannon Doherty will also guest star in the seventh episode. Ooh, in the seven episode first season. Hmm, okay. Interesting. I mean, should be emotional, right? Lifetime. He's definitely a hottie, so. Felicity, ooh, Felicity Huffman signed on Liberty Mutual's Responsibility Project, a campaign encouraging people to do the right thing when it comes to caring for our environment. She wrote, directed, and starred in a short film called Lester about a boy who tries to show his parent that their actions are hurting our planet. That's I feel good. like she does a lot of things like this. She is. She's a very, very stable woman. Yep. 
And that's your After Buzz TV Desperate Housewives news and gossip for the week of December 6th, 2010. Some good ones in that. Some good people. I'm feeling good about that. But I want to get to our predictions for next week because it seems like we had to give a lot during the episode today. Bum, 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 bum. I mean, if we, I correct me if I'm wrong. I saw a, the preview where Richard throws himself onto Bree. Uh, you okay. are correct. You know what? The, these previews go so fast. I had to write some things down, and that that is here too. He literally leaps onto her. She rips him off. It seemed that she pulled away very quickly. Did it not? Uh huh. She definitely. But it, it could be always one of those double takes where, like, you know, you're like, ah, uh, no, oh, you know what? I am attracted. It to could you. Let's be do that it. Keith walked in and she had to pull herself off. I don't know. Oh, I. I hope she has no feelings for him. It doesn't seem like she does, but if there is even a small connection there, God help Keith. Oh. Yeah, and Sarah was saying she likes Richard better anyway, so, you know, he's found the one, so why does he need Brie? <laughs> we also see Brie shooting a gun into the air, or... Well, it's uh, apparently we get the whole big protest against Paul Young. This is my hope. Big protest ends with an innocent killing of Paul Young. Like some accident, he falls off a roof. I don't know. Just happen, please. But we see Susan getting trampled on. Yeah, so she's we see the innocent one. And who... Susan passed out on the ground afterwards. Mm-hmm. And they make it look like she's dead. It's like, okay, guys, I think I think we yeah. know she's not. But, yeah, that was um, that well, was. Well, scary. that may go on, you know, I mean... Let's let's not forget that next next week is the last episode we'll get for uh, 2010, and so we'll be without Desperate Housewives for a little bit. Cliffhanger. And so so they want to end it on a good note, and also with a cliffhanger. Yeah, that, that is true. And with that, we see the car shaking and Juanita inside, and like you're saying, this this whole rally to get him off the street, and Bree with the gun, and we see something about the Renee Tom issue. We see them. We see the three of them sitting on the couch, couch together. Yeah. How do Looking we think like this whole... they're having a serious conversation? How do we think this whole riot comes about? I don't know, but you know what? This this episode was a very good builder. It's a good before season finale episode, and the riot. I think that it seemed like to me that um, Lynette was the one who seemed to really put her foot down to Paul Young. I have a feeling Lynette has something to do with it, and maybe Tom wanting to show how manly he is steps up <laughs> to the plate. Try to spit some muscle in the in the street. Yeah, something that's like that. ki- that's kind of what I'm thinking there. But I really don't. Know. I, oh, perfect. I really don't know, and I guess that we're just gonna have to wait and find out. Unless anybody else has more predictions. I think that's about all we got. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we Anyone had uh, Roxy's mom on the line with us today. Isn't she the cutest? Roxy's mom. I, once again, happy anniversary, mom Yay. and dad. I did forget today, so I. It's okay. I think he made up for it. We announced it on public. For producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer Corey Sheehan, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to host an AfterBuzz show of your own, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com or buzz into our Twitter account or Facebook page by searching TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.